Welcome um, to New Life Church of God. Um, my name is Joanne Sianzi, and um, I am filling in for Pastor Kufel today, and um, we welcome you to our service. Today I'm going to be preaching about little faith. Um, in Hebrews 10, 35-36, it says, it says, Do not throw away your confidence or your faith, it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And we know that God has given us each a measure of faith. It says in Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So we know we do have faith. Each one of us has some amount of faith, and um, and I'm going to go into my text today. It's Matthew 8, 23 through 27, which says, Matthew 8, 23 through 27, and it says, Now we went uh, talking about Jesus, and when, now he, when he had gotten into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Jesus was asleep. And then his disciples came to him, awoke and said, and said, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, Who can this be? that even the winds and the sea obey him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in the precious holy name of Jesus. Lord God, bless what um, you've given me today to preach. Lord, bless your word to each heart that, uh, and mind that, that hears it today. May it be um, a, some reassurance, may something I say Bless them and uh, encourage them and challenge them today to move on with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And you will notice that um, the main verse today, as with the title, goes in 26. And why are you fearful, O you of little faith? You will notice in verse 24, um, there is an adjective there that says suddenly there was a great tempest. And many times in our lives we have great difficulties, great troubles, great problems. But God rises up to our, our um, situation as he did in verse 26 because in spite of this great storm that came, the great tempest, in verse 26 it says that um, there was a great calm. After Jesus arose and rebuked the seas, the winds and the seas, there was a great calm. Whatever our great problem is, whatever our great situation, whatever our great trouble, whatever has uh, beset us that is so great, God has a great answer. God has a great solution to whatever faces us. And the, and the New King James said, um, 
the translation was, oh, you of little faith. And I have another translation that says, why are you afraid? Have you still, have you still no faith? Have you still no faith? We are supposed to, as Christians, grow in our faith. This translation was a good one because Jesus was maybe perhaps saying to them, have you still no faith? Have you still no faith? And um, I have a definition of little faith. Little faith struggles to believe that God is bigger than our situation. And I'm going to repeat that again. That's a good definition. Little faith struggles to believe that God is bigger than our own situation. And that we have some enemies of our faith this morning. Um, we, we have some true enemies of our faith. Sin and doubt and fear, these are enemies of our faith. If we're going to have some enemies in this life, these are our enemies. They're not people. They are, um, they are things that uh, come upon us spiritually, if you will. You uh, call them, I call them spirits. Sin and doubt, sin is something that we do ourselves, but sin and doubt and fear, fear is a spirit, <clears throat> will come and destroy our faith. And today we're going to talk about a few things that we do, um, we do um, at the risk of saying, um, being really negative this morning, I'm going to go over some things that we do in our daily lives that, that um, cause our faith not to grow, okay? That cause our faith not to grow. And one of them is not dealing with sin, okay? 1 Corinthians 15.34 says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin, okay? We make a conscious decision every day through our acts, what, what we're going to do, okay? And to awake to righteousness. Scripture says to awake to righteousness. So um, we need to have a desire to do right things in our life. And this desire is partly uh, something that we participate in, and something um, that God draws us to, to draw us to do things, conscious things in our lives, that are righteous, that draw us into righteousness, okay? And to make a decision, a quality decision with God's help not to sin. There's nothing that we can do about sin, the sin question in of ourselves, okay? Only by the Lord Jesus Christ we are able to deal with sin. What Jesus did on the cross cleanses us from all sin. And he enables us, what he did on the cross, enables us to make right decisions and to say no to sin, okay? Um, the Tree of Life version, Romans 3, 23-24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It is a disease that, a spiritual disease that happens to all of us. And they are set right, this version says, they are set right, as a gift of his grace through the redemption that is in, 
in the Messiah Yeshua. Okay? We are set right. We are justified, literally set right by God's grace. And it is his gift. There's nothing we can um, do to earn it. It is a, free, a gift freely given by God. Okay, so the first thing that has beset us that uh, causes our sin not to grow, our, our prayer life and our faith not to grow is sin. The second uh, situation is prayer. Prayer is necessary for our faith to grow. Prayer is necessary for us to be a strong Christian. Prayer is simply talking to God. In Luke 22, 31 through 32, it says, and this again is Jesus talking, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned away again, strengthen your brothers. So there's two situations happening here. Um, that's, Jesus has prayed that Simon would stand strong and he wouldn't fall spiritually, but also that in his walk he would strengthen his brothers, okay? And Jesus thought it was so important that he had to pray first. And I have a quote from um, Francis Chan in the book called Letters to the Church. If anyone should have been able to help Peter with good counseling or teaching, it should, it should or would have been Jesus. Yet, his solution was to pray first. His solution was to pray first. The Almighty Son of God had to pray first before he acted. And if Jesus, if Jesus has to pray first, we certainly should value prayer. And this is one of the, the um, elements that causes our faith to grow, to pray. So if we are not praying, our faith will not grow, okay? We will not be strengthened, and we will not be able to do those things that we know to do that, uh, that are in right standing with God. Righteous living enable us just to uh, be a witness and empower us, okay? We, we need to look at the element of sin. We need to look at prayer. It's one of the situ situations that if we are not doing it, our, our faith will not grow. So another element that we need to incorporate in our life, if we do not, will, um, will contribute to our faith not growing, is not reading the Bible. Psalms 119.11 says, Your word, your word, the Bible, I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom. Okay, and the key things that I want to look to look into in those two scriptures are 
your word of I have hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. This is one reason that we we will hide God's word in our heart, that the Holy Spirit can bring it to us in the time of temptation, and we will be able to say no. If we're unable to in our physical self, sometimes the physical self, we we are weak and we need to we need to use God's word so we can make it, okay? God will give us power when we use his word against whatever we're coming up against. And then another reason we should be in his word is it gives us wisdom. It gives us wisdom to live our daily lives, wisdom to avoid mistakes. God knows in his word, one of the, the, the um, fantastic things about God's word is even though it's been... It was written years and years again, ago with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That word is still good today. It is still uh, relevant to whatever our problem is. It is still powerful to get us through. It will still be our guide to set boundaries in our life that are for our own good. So we have, it, it helps us deal with sin. It gives us power to deal with sin and empowers us. And it gives us wisdom. Um, Colossians 3.16 says, it gives us all wisdom. Whatever situation, whatever we come up against, he, he gives us all wisdom through his word, through the Holy Spirit. And avoiding... Sin is to look to God's word and find the answer. And I found that when we look in, when we uh, read God's word, when we look into it, there there's a sense of cross-examining our lives, or where where we are, where we are in life, this life. What are we doing? What are we doing in our life? And does our life measure up? Does it measure up to? to um, where we need to be with God, okay? God needs to be the priority in our life. If, if, we, if we want God to help us, to hear our prayers, to get us out of our problems, to get us out of our troubles, a lot of times, if we want to be honest, we got into those troubles by ourselves. We made wrong decisions. If, we, if we're really honest, okay? But God is merciful, and he is loving, and he will get us out of those situations as only he can if we look to him. But we, there's certain conditions. We have to make him a priority in our life for us to listen. We have to um, train is you will a spiritual ear to listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to say and, and tell us. And God only wants to give us good things. He only wants to give us gifts. Sometimes we think God wants us to um, get rid of certain things that we like so much. But in the end, we don't see what those things can do and how they can drag us down. We, we need to trust God that he is the answer for our life. Uh, Psalm 16, 11 says, he will show us the path of life. 
God will show us the path of life, and in his presence is fullness of joy. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. That doesn't sound like a bad thing at all. He wants only the best for us, and he wants to give us joy in our lives. In his, he has a path of life for you. He's got a path of life for each one of us, and it is the best path. It is what the best things he wants for you. Wisdom. Wisdom is the best solutions for daily major choices. God's wisdom, not only ours. We only see, we only see what's going to happen today. We only see what's going to happen tomorrow. But God has the whole picture. He's got the whole panorama of what's going to happen in our life. And he made us. He knows what's, um, we need to sometimes, uh, many times, we need to trust that he knows what is good for us. And we always, uh, to be honest, we always don't know what's good for us. And the fourth thing I want to address today uh, that we do that is not increasing our faith is not attending church. Hebrews 10.25 says, and, and again, this is not for the shut-ins. This is not for the elderly that can't make it to church. Um, if you're very sick, I'm not, I'm not saying this to you. I am saying this to able-bodied people that can't roll out of bed, okay? Can't roll out of bed on Sunday morning, okay? And that doesn't mean if, if you're free that day and um, you say you love God and God is, uh, God is first in your life or he's important in your life, you need to find a church to go to, okay? Uh, Hebrews 10.25 says, and let, this, and let us not neglect, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And the um, couple of things there I want to look at is the word neglect. So the word is saying, okay, I'm not saying this. I'm the messenger. The word is saying that we are neglecting our faith if we do not go to church. We are neglecting God if we do not go to church. Um, it is an act of making a priority in your life. It's one of those acts of priority. We are neglecting, and this is the word, I'm not saying it, we are neglecting God. We are neglecting God, and we are neglecting our faith if we do not come to church. And then, you know what? This is not a problem that's just relevant to our culture. In the scriptures, it says here, as some people do, so there were people in Jesus' time, or in the time of the apostles, that were neglecting their faith and not coming to um, gather together. To gather together in the house churches then to, to worship, okay? And I, I, put together, um, I put together some reasons, some things that we are missing when we don't come to church, okay? We're missing fellowship. We're missing fellowship with one another, which we need. We are humans. 
We need fellowship. We're missing encouragement. We're missing encouragement because life has a way of dragging yourself down um, during the week. It just does, okay? We're missing prayer, talking to God. We're missing what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. Many times, um, I, I, can, I probably speak for other people, but I'm speaking for myself. Many times, uh, when I wanted, I needed an answer, it was there at church. When I got to church, when I closed the door, when I came to church, closed the door on what happened outside in my life, and I came to church, and I got peace, okay? Um, for instance, um, last week, unfortunately, I had, um, I have a dear, precious friend, and um, I sort of, we sort of had a riff, okay, and, um, and I love this friend very, very much, and I'm very close to this friend, and we just had this big riff. We, we had a disagreement, um, and not a whole lot of harsh words, but just a riff there, a, a break in our relationship. And I really didn't know what to do. I sought counsel with other Christians, and I prayed about it, but I didn't know what to do. And I got into church on Sunday morning, and I didn't know what to do, and I was in a quandary. I got into church on Sunday morning, and I started singing the hymns, the songs, and a, a peace just came over me. Uh, I had my peace. And it was just simply this. The Holy Spirit showed me I needed to say I'm sorry. Okay? And it wasn't exactly, um, it wasn't really my fault, okay, in the situation, but to be willing to say you're sorry. And a great peace came over me when the Holy Spirit showed me that. And when, um, and I stepped out in faith and I said I'm sorry to that person and it's completely mended. It's completely mended. Because it is the power of God, the power of Holy, the Holy Spirit to show you what to do. And if you will step out and do it, God will answer. God will answer. And so it is um, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He gives us instruction. There's instruction in preaching. There's instruction in worship. You get your answer sometimes in worship to take your eyes off of you and your problem and give it to God. I know that uh, sounds like a very hard thing to do, but the more, the more you do it, the easier it becomes and you have your answer. It is worship. Church is worship. This is where we commune with God. When we worship God, his word says, he comes and dwells in the sanctuary. This is one of the ways we incorporate in our life to make God a priority. When we don't do these things, when we don't look at sin, when we don't read his Bible, the, the word of God, when we don't pray, when we don't come to his house, these are things that, that can pile up and they will not increase our faith. They will not increase our faith. So today I'm encouraging you, I'm encouraging you 
I'm challenging you to, to try out, reach out in these four areas of your life. And if there, there's an area where you're not doing so well, make a commitment or I'm challenging you to, to um, do something in that area, to build it up. And, and I challenge you to see if your faith will not grow. And if you do have a little faith, there's nothing wrong with that, but we need to go someplace with that little faith. We need to grow it as a Christian. We need to continue on in our Christian walk. Pastor Kufel is not here today, and um, I'm encouraging you that if you have situations in your life, if you have situations in your life right now that you need someone to talk to, I do not have the resources to know, but you do, Lord God. And I can only stand here in one place because I'm human, but you're a spirit and you can go everywhere. Lord, uh, those people that are desperate this morning, those people that are down now, those people that have um, lost, the, almost lost their last hope for living, Lord, touch their lives in Jesus' name. Touch their lives and show them that you care bring someone into their life this week that, uh, that uh, can tell them about Jesus or cause them to call Pastor Kufo and talk to, him, talk to him that he can be an encouragement with them, pray with them, counsel with them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in today. And may you have a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>